Welcome to Lay's Little Golden Books. I hope you all enjoy today's story, and maybe the grown-ups will remember it from their own childhood. Mr. Ed the Talking Horse by Barbara Shook Hazen, a little golden book from 1962. Mr. Ed put down the telephone as Wilbur Post walked into the barn. Wilbur, said Mr. Ed, I have a lovely surprise for you. I have just invited 50 children from the orphanage. They are coming for the weekend. 50 children here? Oh no, groaned Wilbur. Sometimes I wish you had never learned to talk, especially on the telephone. I'll have to spend all the rent money to buy enough food for 50 children. Horseradish, said Mr. Ed. Everything will be all right. Where there's a will, there's a way. Wilbur tied a duster to Mr. Ed's tail. Start cleaning. I'll go and tell Carol that the children are coming. What do you think I am? A workhorse? asked Mr. Ed. Right now, I wish you were, said Wilbur, and I wish I could tell Carol that it was all your idea, but you made me promise never to tell anyone you can talk. Carol was delighted. What a wonderful idea, she beamed. Right away, she began to bustle around. She swept floors and polished furniture and put out the welcome mat. Even the next-door neighbors, the Addisons, came over to help. It will be nice to hear the patter of little feet instead of the clippity-clop of horse hooves, said Roger Addison. Mr. Ed gave him a sharp nip on his plaid shirt. He probably thinks you're a horse blanket, grinned Wilbur. By the next morning, the barn had been turned into a bunkhouse for the children. It was clean as a brand new penny whistle. Hitch up the hay wagon, Wilbur, said Mr. Ed. Let's give the children and their teacher a real country welcome. I'll even wear my straw hat. What a welcome it was. The children all ooed and awed and wanted to pat the nice horse. Mr. Ed let them. He bent way down so the babies could pat his soft, velvety nose. Naturally, he didn't say a word, but he was very proud and his friendly horse laugh made everyone feel at home. When everyone was settled, Mr. Ed took over. Nothing any child wanted him to do was too much. He carried the Curtis twins' tandem twice around the cornfield. He gave baby Bruce a gentle jiggity-jog ride once around the paddock. Then tally-ho and away we go, Mr. Ed pranced all the way back to the barn. Wilbur didn't have to say giddy-up once. Wilbur, meanwhile, sat at his desk, adding up long columns of figures. He was still trying to think of a way to pay the rent. He mumbled and grumbled and shook his head sadly. There didn't seem to be a way. But Mr. Ed wasn't worrying, not one bit. It was a hot day. He led all the children down to the swimming hole for a dip. Oh, the slippery, splashy fun they all had trying to stay on his back in the cool spring water. In the afternoon, Mr. Ed gave riding lessons. He taught little Susie Martin how to post and canter and how to make her horse go backwards. It's amazing, Susie told her brother Jim. Mr. Ed understands what I say. How could he, asked Jim. A horse is a dumb animal. Poor Jim. When it was his turn, he decided to jump with Mr. Ed. 
He couldn't understand why he landed in a mud puddle instead of going over the jump. I purposely picked a deep, squishy mud puddle, Mr. Ed whispered to Wilbur. I didn't want Jim to get hurt. I just wanted to teach him a little respect. When the day's horseplay was over, everyone gathered around a roaring campfire to sing and tell ghost stories. The story Jim told was so scary it made Mr. Ed's mane stand straight up. Mr. Ed was glad when it was time to go to bed. He went to each child's bunk. He listened to prayers. He looked to see that covers were tucked in tight and that everything was all right. But what was this? Maybe Bruce's bunk was empty. Mr. Ed galloped out of the barn to the campfire site, but baby Bruce wasn't there. He wasn't in the paddock or the cornfield. He wasn't by the swimming hole. Heartsick, Mr. Ed raced back to the barn to call Wilbur. He began to dial the main house. Something moved behind the linen closet door. Wah, wah, said a small sleepy voice. Mr. Ed gave a big sigh of relief. Baby Bruce had crawled out of his bunk and fallen asleep on the floor. Gently, Mr. Ed picked him up and carried him back to bed. On Sunday, the children gave a farewell show for Wilbur and Carol. It was their thank you present for a wonderful weekend. Mr. Ed was the star of the Wild West show. Everyone clapped wildly when it was over. Then Miss McCoy, the teacher, straightened her flower hat and said, I couldn't keep your kindness a secret. I told the newspapers about you and Mr. Ed. You have been named Man and Horse of the Year. Miss McCoy held out an envelope. Here is your prize money, she said. I told you everything would be all right, Mr. Ed whispered hoarsely to Wilbur. Now you can pay the rent. Wilbur turned to Miss McCoy. I accept the prize money on one condition. You and the children must visit us every year. Hurrah! cheered the children. Cameras clicked and flashbulbs flashed. Newspaper men took pictures of Wilbur and Mr. Ed. Then the newspaper men gave a party for Wilbur, Mr. Ed, and their guests. It was a wonderful party with cakes and lemonade and games galore. And guess who won the game pinned the tail on the horse? Mr. Ed did, of course. When everyone had gone, Wilbur said to Mr. Ed, I can't get over it. Everything is fine. The children had a good time and our happy home is safe. The more you give, the more you get, said Mr. Ed. That's always good horse sense. And that's straight from the horse's mouth, said Wilbur, giving Mr. Ed a great big hug. The end. <laughs>